it's common for people to get ulcers. It's common for people to get hypertension, high blood pressure. Like these things can manifest themselves when we hold on to a grudge and when we hold on to unforgiveness. Hey, welcome to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. I caught you off guard. Yeah, because I wasn't ready and then you just started just going. You know what? This producer volunteers her time. Well, I'm going to have to get a new producer then <laughs> who pays attention and listens to me. Hey, I want to ask you if I've done if I've done better over the years at something. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when we were first married and if you had to go away on business or yeah, it was usually for work and I would get super mad at you and I'd be really passive aggressive and quiet. And in and what in reality, I didn't want you to go, but I would be mean to you. Your way of showing me was by being mean. Yeah, really worked well. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that was a great tactic, but I used to be really mean to you before you would leave for a trip because I didn't want you to go instead of yeah. like doting on you it's and loving on I you. Love you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna miss you. How childish of me. But you grew. So how have I not, done? Not in height and stature, but you grew in terms of navigating those things in our marriage, for sure. How do I do now when you have to go away? Now you say, yes, thank you, Lord, you're going away. <laughs> now it's a total opposite. Now I don't, I don't feel nothing. You're like, <laughs> yeah, when can you leave? Do you want to leave earlier for the airport? Do you want to get an earlier flight? Would no, you like me to get online and that. book that for then you? Then the minute I'm gone and then I'm just you know somewhere for a number of hours, you're like, I miss you. you when are you coming back home? Yeah. I just wanted to ask. Well, that's I've... because we enjoy the alone time. Yes, we we've learned to to enjoy that. I wish I would have more. I think we always have. I, no, I didn't because oh. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't know how to be alone when now, I was younger. But now you enjoy it, and yeah. you, there's other things that you do. But at the same time, we are in the marriage lab still touring the U.S. Well, let me so let me tell everybody what what space I is good. What I did while you were gone at the pastors' conference for four days, I deep cleaned the marriage lab. Like I moved all the furniture away from the walls. I vacuumed, I mopped, I bought new rugs, I washed everything. And for the first time in 30 years, I scrubbed the bathroom top to bottom and I scrubbed the toilet lid so hard that I actually took the white enamel off the toilet lid. Who does it? It wasn't even that dirty. And like, I. It's, it's not. It's not like we have. You're making it sound like we have a dirty toilet. You got to scrub it so hard. No. Okay. Let me explain. So I use self tanner. Yes, you be, do. Because I don't lay out in the sun that much. So when I want uh, uh, that beautiful glow, I get it out of a bottle. So it's from and, your legs, and, the, it and gets so, stuck from your legs so when onto I, the toilet yeah, seat. Yeah. So when I sit down on the toilet, it would turn the toilet seat like pink. Yes. Yeah, so that's why you scrubbed it, and then you scrubbed it so hard, you made it like an antique toilet now. <laughs> Like a farmhouse style, Ooh. you know, maybe just Sha more, shabby more, chic. Maybe shabby chic. Maybe do some more spots and we can get some splinters in our booty. Javi, <laughs> do you know that it's not a wood toilet seat? It is wooden, Shannon. It's not wood. That one is, oh, sweet mother. It is? Yes, honey. Do you not see it's what you, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It is? Oh, I thought it was just like a plastic. No, I didn't think it was plastic. I knew that there was like a heavy enamel on it. 
you know. What was underneath that enamel? Was it brown, like wood? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Everybody's going to think I'm dumb now. Yeah. No, no. But now, yes, now we eat, now you don't. Yeah, How about don't, if I just sand it all the that. way down to the wood and then you can put a clear enamel on it? No, no, oh. no. How about you just buy a new toilet lid for me? Uh, okay, so, so now I'm not leaving anymore because those things happen. But just just so you guys know what That's I not true. what she's saying is if you want your wives to clean the house deeply, men, you need to leave. Oh, it's so much. <laughs> it's so much easier when you're alone because you're the ones making the mess. Apparently, no, no. Well, uh, we can tell everybody we had we had a house guest for almost three months. So our oldest daughter, she came to visit like two and a half months, which. We haven't had, we've been empty nest. We haven't had anybody with us in a very long time. Yeah. And and then to be with us in the marriage lab, which is a very small space. And, and we've, we've and designed we it, it for two people, not three. Yeah, we made it work. But it's great to have her. And uh, yeah, it was almost three months. So after she, she left um, and then Javi went away on this trip, this was perfect timing yeah. for me to just get in yeah. here. And, and it was great. She, I mean, she works for 24-7 marriage. She's doing boot camps and organization and hospitality and taking care of people. So, so it was great and it worked out, worked out well. It was fun. I, I already yeah. miss her. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe we'll, we'll walk, we'll talk about that season and, and, you know, kind of what that looked like. And, and also part of it is just navigating with your children's seasons of life that they're in, mm-hmm. you know, and how that impacts your, you know, how that will have an impact on your marriage. Doesn't, and not negative, I'm not saying it's negative, but it does impact. Well, um, you want to know, you want to know, um, this is kind of important when you have people in your life that are those those people that can speak into your life and say truth, you know, to your face, because they'll hold you accountable because they really love you. And my best friend, Carrie, who I've been best friends with since I was 13, um, I was on the phone with her and she said to me, Shannon... I love you. And you know how Carrie talks. She's very soft-spoken. Shannon, I love you. And this is just what I really think is what is best in this season for Michaela. She said, I really think that she needs mom and dad right now. And I was like, Carrie, how are we supposed to do that? How are we supposed to make that happen? We're on the road. We live in a fifth wheel. Where's she going to sleep? What are we going to do with all her stuff? And I just listened to what she said. And I was like, she's right. And Michaela was only going to come for a couple weeks, and then we just extended it. Two and a half months. And uh, it w- it was a, be- a beautiful season that I'm sad is over, but uh, we're moving on. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 be able to talk about that later. What that season was like. But thank you, Carrie, for being in my life and <laughs> speaking truth. Because does she I- listen to the podcast? Yes, she does. Oh wow! Well, hello, Carrie. Carrie listens. Dale listens. They they all listen in their at their the cars driving right. you awesome. know carrie usually listens on her way to work so is dale yeah so. yeah well dale's a man he is because of carrie so we all know that oh yeah um all right so he'll be the first to admit that yeah he better how about he better when we're in california we should have him on our podcast maybe we'll have another podcast we'll talk about their season and their journey they've been on they're yeah, awesome they've been on the ride we love their kids we love their family and Carrie and Dale let us um, stay in their driveway when we're in California and uh, is the best RV park in the world because I get to go in and use their shower. I cook for them. They let me take over their kitchen. I do laundry whenever I want. It's the best. They have like a, they have like a, a living there, like a little nanny, not nanny, but like a maid who moves in and <laughs> cooks and does all kinds of stuff for them. 
Uh, hey, we're going to um, take a couple questions that were sent in from the 24-7 Marriage Family Broad- channel. Broadcast channel. She called broadcast channel, but channel on Instagram. If you're not part of that, you need to be part of that. And we're and we're also going to be launching our subscriber page, which is going to give you uh, exclusive. exclusive content and videos and resources to help you consistently grow in your marriage. Yeah. To have that coach that you can I tell can them what's so cool corner? about it? Sure, Shannon, tell them what is so cool about it. Well, what's so cool about it is it goes straight to your phone, so it's not a website you have to go to. It's not um, something you have to log into. Um, it comes in a text message, so you will get exclusive videos from Javier and I on all things marriage. We're going to send you free downloads. Um, we'll ask you questions. You can text back and answer and interact with us. Um, we we want we want something that's in your hand tangible. We want you to be able to watch a, a two minute video on maybe conflict, and then you've got nuggets and you can apply that in your marriage that week. Nuggets. Nuggets. Little conflict nuggets <laughs> to put into practice. Here's your conflict nugget of the day. <laughs> little nugs. Sorry. Oh my god. I like that. Here's a little nugget. Chew on that. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if marketing will will go in that direction, but we want to give you bite sized content. <laughs> bite sized. Yeah. We want to give you bite sized content Nugs. daily that is going to impact your marriage. Oh my gosh. There's no coming Nugs. back. All right. Okay. Are no coming d- back. <laughs> are you done, Javier? Seriously. All right. Perfect. So, um, so that's can't coming wait out. Until y'all get those little, <laughs> those little nugs that come out to you. Oh the nugs are coming. The nugs are coming. Javi, you have to stop saying the word nugs. <laughs> <laughs> Batsas nuggets coming from twenty four seven marriage. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we want to answer a couple questions that came through the channel. And one of the questions that came through is how to forgive if there hasn't been an apology. Mm, how to forgive if question. there hasn't been an apology? Um, so I would answer that: just do it. No. <laughs> okay, the long answer now. I'm going to ask you to jump in on this too, on your thoughts. But so I've always said that you don't need to hear "I'm sorry" to give forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness ultimately is more about you than it is about the other person. Forgiveness releases you, right, to not hold an offense, to not grow bitter or resentful, to not build a case against the other person. And even if you forgive, it doesn't mean you're accepting it. It doesn't mean that. That even, for lack of a better word, they're off the hook, right? Forgiveness is I I release you from that. I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm not holding bitterness or resentment, right? I'm not going to cause this to come between our our marriage, right, or you know our relationship. I'm I'm letting that go. But doesn't mean there that everything's all better at that moment. There's going to be a process of healing, maybe because it depends on what it is, right? It could be something pretty simple. It could be a major, major thing. It could be infidelity. It could be something big that's come into your marriage. And again, it doesn't mean that they're off the hook. It's all better. Now, if you're the person, right, who your spouse says, hey, I forgive you for that, you're like, okay, we're good then, right? No, there's work that you need to do. There's work that you're going to have to do to get to a place of healing, but also it's going to take time to build trust and take time to go through a healing process. So, you know, you know, asking, you know, a question like that, 
you know, when we're when we're saying, you know, how to forgive if there hasn't been an apology, you have to choose to forgive and to release that person. Is and that's difficult. I just want to say to whoever asked that question, thank you. Um, it's such an important question to ask because we all deal with it in all sorts of relationships, work relationships, family dynamics, and marriage. So the thing that we need to remember is that when we choose to forgive, actually, let's back up. When we choose not to forgive, you're doing harm to yourself. And we don't think that we are. We're we're thinking, I'm protecting myself. I'm doing the right thing. You don't deserve my forgiveness. What you did hurt me. What you said hurt me. What action you took hurt me. And what you're, what actually is happening, and it's a, it's a chemical thing also that's going on in our inside our bodies, is that we the self the self preservation the self protection is actually doing damage to us. Um, it's common for people to get ulcers. It's common for people to get hypertension, high blood pressure. Like these things can manifest themselves when we hold on to a grudge and when we hold on to unforgiveness. Like it does. So, so when Javier says you're releasing them, whether or not they've asked for it or not, you're releasing them so that you can start the healing process so that you can walk in healing and wholeness. It, like you said, it doesn't mean that they're allowed to walk all over you. It doesn't mean that boundaries don't need to be established or that you're by forgiving them. Oh, uh, they can just do whatever they want to you. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying release them so that you can walk in healing. And sometimes we don't see that picture of when uh, uh, something happens where you did something to me. I don't, we, you're the one who did something to me. So you're the one that needs to ask for forgiveness. But what, what transpired, the conflict, what happened also affects me. There's something going on inside of me mentally, physically that took place that I need to address also. So that's why we say that you need to move towards forgiveness, whether it's been asked or requested of that person. Like you, you just have to release them. Yeah. It's a process. And like in reading this, like how to forgive if there hasn't been an apology. So what you're basically stating is I'm not going to forgive in essence, or I haven't been giving forgiveness unless I hear an apology. So I'm just going to take liberty here. If you're asking that question, it's because you're expecting something, right? An action on their behalf, and then you will do your part. And this is about you going first. So I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, if it's who's asking this question, right? Husband and wife, but I would, I would tell you that go first, like be, be the person who goes first to say, Hey, I'm sorry. I own my part. And if you're not sure how to have that discussion, just come to them and say, if there's a part that you own, say, Hey, I recognize that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't behave the right way. I spoke poorly. I addressed things, you know, not in a healthy way. And I own that. And I just want to tell you that I'm sorry. And that's it. Not sit there and they say, I'm sorry, and then lean in and then tilt your head and look and be like, <laughs> and then roll your eyes and be like, with that with that look of like, uh, okay, your turn, right? Here's the thing. You enter into a covenant of marriage. A covenant is that regardless of what takes place, you're going to do the right thing, and there's no expectation of something being done in return, right? It's not a contract where I do this, then you do this. 
You do the right thing. You are responsible for you. And your spouse will have to come to a place. And what if they never say, I'm sorry? What if they never recognize that? That could be the journey they're on. That could be where they're stuck and something they're struggling with. And maybe for them, you have to recognize it's hard for them to say, I'm sorry, because that means ownership. And if they own that, it means that's something they have to work on. And they don't know how to do that. Or if they admit, they say, I'm sorry, it's an admission that this is an issue that I have to face, that I have to work on. And that's difficult. So there could be reasons why they're struggling and maybe being able to say, I'm sorry, back. But I would just sit in this place of knowing that you do not have to hear it, right? But also, if you're waiting to give forgiveness until you hear it, then you may be waiting for a long time. So this is something we've walked through. This is part of our story. I forgive you, Shannon. (laughs) And for you, Javier, it was five years until you heard, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. It was five years, five years. It wasn't five weeks. It wasn't, oh, five days went by and she hasn't said she's sorry. Five (laughs) years, long years. So I I just (laughs) want people that are listening, like Javi and I, we don't just have a marriage podcast and do all these things for 24-7 marriage because we have a great marriage. Our, Our marriage has come from the ashes of some really difficult times. And so when I think back to how long do you wait, it's like, gosh, Javi waited five years for me to, it it was, and I don't know how do you explain it, Javier. It was five years of, until I kind of woke up. Would you say that? Is that a good way to describe it? Until I was fully aware, God in his kindness was like, Shannon, he said to me as I was sitting on the couch and he goes, you're holding Javier's heart in the palm of your hand and you were crushing it to death. And it was literally in that moment where I was like, Oh my gosh. And I, and it was like a scene in a movie where I saw all my words, all my actions, all my intentions towards you over the five years um, of being mean spirited passive aggressive emasculating and i was in that moment i was finally aware of it i wasn't aware of it before so somebody could have held a gun to my head and said you need to say you're sorry to javier and i would have been oh all right uh sorry javier but it wasn't until that moment i was made aware of my behavior yeah and there's some you could be married to a spouse who you're like, you're waiting on them to say they're sorry. You're waiting on them to, you know, the other way around to forgive you. And they're, they could be at a place where they're just not aware of what has happened or it, that they even owe you an apology. Well, that's why empathy has to come into play yes. in this too. When you're saying yes. how to forgive if there hasn't been an apology is like, you, you have to have, you know, some empathy here because again, yeah, maybe there's something deeper here that's going on that's taking place, some brokenness, a wound, and it's it's hard for them, right, to in that season to walk through that, to navigate that. So empathy is going to play uh, a big piece in in this as well. Yeah. Um, so a lot more we could say about that, but there's another question, and this question uh, came from somebody on the family channel, and it said, "Committing, how do I?" 
commit to undistracted time together. So、mm. they're struggling on committing to undistracted time together. You want me to go? Yeah. Oh. Well, how do you answer that? I don't know. That's why I asked you to answer it. No, I I know I I know what I want to say. It's a it's a discipline. So, if there's think of anything else that you're disciplined with in your life, maybe it's eating, maybe it's exercising, maybe it's how often you wash and wax your car. You're like very disciplined about. We all have disciplines in our life, and you have you have to see it as a discipline, and you have to exercise that muscle until、um, you break it, and it becomes just a part of your routine.、Um, and it means that you're you're going to have to really fight for time because、um, things will compete to try to interfere with that time that you've made. So if you say. Um. Every Wednesday night, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a date night. It's gonna be cell phone free, and then we're gonna come home and we're gonna have couch time and we're gonna whatever it is you're trying to create for that undistracted time together. You're gonna have to fight for it. You're gonna have to fight for it. Yeah. Because everything will come up. Oh, somebody got sick. Oh, the dog threw up on the carpet. Oh, there's a flat tire. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll get, we'll get to it yeah, next week. We'll,、yeah. we'll, we'll, do, make, we'll catch up next week. Well, you'll plan for every other appointment in your life. You won't miss your doctor's appointment. You won't miss appointments that you have, appointment with a friend to go have coffee. You don't miss these appointments. You put them on your calendar typically and you show up. And sometimes you show up early. You, you, but you're not doing that in your own marriage. And if that's what it takes in a busy season, whether it's with kids, work schedules, whatever it may be, then do it. Commit to a time. And here's, here's, here's. You may not like hearing the answer to this. Whoever asked this question,、um, but we've said it often on here is don't complain about what you permit. If you don't have time together, and when you say undistracted, right? Maybe you're saying that because of kids and just schedules and all of that. You can find, even if it's ten minutes daily or ten minutes every other day, to sit and to spend a little bit of time together to talk. Right? Maybe you can't go for a walk because the kids are down. Maybe it's sitting on the porch with you know a cup of tea at the end of the night or whatever it may be, and having. A quick conversation and connecting, right? Maybe it's three minutes about what's going on with the kids, what's happening tomorrow. But then it's just about you guys and and what why. Maybe it's a discussion you have to have, or maybe it's just talking about like where you want to be going next, or the date night you want to plan, or a vacation, whatever it may be. You can find the time. You're just gonna have to, like Shannon said, you gotta fight for it. Yeah. And most people don't. So you 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 have to have to step into that. Say it's on their calendar. We are going to commit to this time, and and this is what we get to do.、Mm-hmm. And I promise you, it's going to get easier. But if you don't do it now, it will get harder.、Mm-hmm. Yes, hundred percent.、Like, it will get easier over time because as the kids get older, you have more time and all those pieces. Or is maybe just seasons of life change. But if you don't build that now, then what's going to happen is you're not going to even have time together because you're, you're not even know that person next to you. Right, so think about the reason why you're doing this is the investment into your marriage and long term, what the dividends that actually pays because of you being in a season of empty nest or whatever it may be that now your relationship is 
vibrant and strong that you have made it a a a um, priority over your children and any anything else besides God. Yeah, so good. Such a great question. So commit, commit, um, and well, I'm going to leave him with this. Oh, now I can't remember it. Okay, it was good. So leave him with it. <laughs> Consistent couples do. No wait. What's that, what's that saying? Successful couples do consistently what others only do occasionally. occasionally. Thank you. Thank so you. So do consistently what some only do occasionally. And again, there's a lot of grace. If it's, you know, you're doing it, you know, you're able to connect, you know, undistracted three times a week. Okay. But I would just say you can step back and look what you need to eliminate. There's probably some stuff you can cut. TV. Because if you're sitting and both... <sighs> collapse in the bed and the first thing you both do is grab for your cell phones and you're laying in the bed with cell phones in your face, you've missed an incredible opportunity to connect, right? Or if you find yourself sitting at a table and you're both with cell phones in your face, you're missing an opportunity to do what you want, to have undistracted mm -hmm. time together. So make that decision, put things away. You're probably scrolling Instagram much more than you are connecting with your spouse. So make a decision that you choose them over social media, yeah, right? And there's a lot we can say there for sure. Hey, we're going to wrap this up and it's always good. And uh, you want to say anything? No? It's always good. It's always good. I think it's always good. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, please like, subscribe, um, review this podcast and share it with others. That helps us go up in whatever the algorithms so people find us. Do you want to know what people are asking for? Connect. What? They want to know when our podcast is going to be on YouTube. Yeah, we need to do that. But it's hard on the marriage lab to set it all up. Like we literally have to wire cameras into the ceilings at different angles <laughs> and it's coming, it's coming, it's tough. Maybe we just need to do a static camera on our faces and I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah, not my skill set. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you. Make sure you, you do um, do that for us on the podcast and, and always remember that marriage, you don't have to. You get to. Have an incredible week. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Please be sure to hit subscribe and like this episode or leave us a review. To learn more about 24-7 Marriage, go to 247marriage.org or click the link in our bio on all social media platforms. And remember, in marriage, you don't have to, you get to. We'll see you next week.